Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. Okay, it is story time on the Money and Marriage podcast. Um, this story isn't really about marriage, and it's not really about money either. It is a little bit, I guess, but um, it's a fun story, and I thought I'd share it a little bit behind the scenes of what my life in the financial services industry is like. A couple weeks back after I launched this podcast, I ran an Instagram poll on my my company's Instagram page at Paysetter Planning on what people wanted to hear about. And I, you know, I gave a few options and different things that I could talk about. And you know, the most requested story that I heard back from that sounded entertaining to people uh, was about the time that I was blacklisted by the Knights of Columbus. So let's talk about that. Why in the world did I get blacklisted by the Knights of Columbus? And I guess before we even get there, we should talk about who are the Knights of Columbus, because that's relevant to the story and why it's kind of entertaining. Um, in a nutshell, the Knights of Columbus are a Catholic fraternal organization. Um, if you are a grew up Catholic or are practicing Catholic today, you will you will know that name likely right there. The people who do a lot of pancake breakfasts after church on Sundays. They give scholarships to people in the community. They do a lot of community service and help people in need. They, they do a lot of good work um, in public, right? And and so, you know, they're, they're, they're generally perceived pretty well by people in local communities where they have an active presence and within the Catholic Church as a whole. So happy Sunday, everyone. Why in the world would I be so proud of getting blacklisted by an organization like that? And, and the, the reason is that they're, they're not just a fraternal organization that does a lot of community service and good in the communities, and that there's something else as well. Um, they are also a life insurance company. And you know, most people don't know that. In fact, I've actually never told the story to anybody whose first reaction wasn't just shock that they existed first and foremost to be a life insurance company within the Catholic Church, right? That that is the, you know, like they were started as a life insurance company to help Catholic families get the life insurance that they need. Um it, it's a fact um, that it, it's what they are. And like most types of, of um, life insurance companies that you recognize, there are some drawbacks that come back to that, right? They, they aren't what I would call one of the quote unquote good types of life insurance companies that, you know, always recommends the best products and, and you know, really focuses on getting the, the highest quality insurance in the hands of the most people that they can. No, right. They, they always recommend their own products and typically their products aren't very good. And usually the, the products that their field agents, which are just people in the church who work for them, right? typically the products they recommend are the products that pay themselves the highest commission rather than the, the, the products that people actually really need. Of course, that's not the way they would describe it if you were to ask them. But you know, I've seen a lot of stuff from them over the years, and that is just how I would describe. Like, I think, I think that's a pretty pretty broad statement um but i think it, it holds up when you look at yeah you know, when, when you just look at, at how they practice and how they operate now as a quick sidebar right you you do need some life insurance in place in certain situations if you're a single income household 
the person who's working absolutely needs life insurance. If you have kids to support, or if you have a mortgage that the other spouse couldn't support on their own, if something were to happen to you, you, you need you need some life insurance in place. Life insurance itself is not a bad thing. And the coverage that you have through work probably isn't enough to cover those needs. Um, but the problem is most life insurance companies push really expensive forms of insurance and, and you don't need, and for, you know, in 99% of the cases, you won't need permanent life insurance, right? Get, get a, a term policy, um, a term life insurance is the technical term for the, the, you know, life insurance that's in force over a certain term or time period um, where you actually need the insurance coverage. Uh, get a term policy that covers the amount you need over that specific amount of time. And you should never, in quote unquote, invest in a life insurance policy. And insurance or investments are different things. Uh, investments are stuff that you put your money into that grows over time. Insurance is supposed to cost you money, right, to protect the rest of it. Um, if your insurance policy is making you money, it means you're paying way, 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 way too much for insurance, you should be doing your investing elsewhere. And as you probably guessed from this description, right, most of the, the insurance policies sold by the Knights of Columbus are the, the, the bad kind that I just described. Uh, my opinion, of course, but I think it's it's borne pretty well out um, by the data. Now, I've, I've picked life insurance with, I've picked fights with life insurance companies in the past, right, you know, when there are life insurance agents who are trying to screw over my clients, I tend to not take it very well. Um, and so if you actually Google pay center planning life insurance, you'll find a few very, very popular articles I've written on the subject um, a few years back. But but how in the world did I get into this with the Knights of Columbus, right? Who generally are known as a pretty stand-up organization outside of the, the insurance stuff they do on the on the back end. So let's let's tell that story real quick. Um, started somehow I got on the, the Knights of Columbus mailing list up in the, the greater New, uh, uh, an organization somewhere in New Jersey. I've no, I've never lived in New Jersey, no idea how this person got my email address and added me to their list, but they did. Um, you know, start getting emails about six months ago from this guy up in New Jersey, who's a you know, practicing Catholic in a local parish there who works for the Knights of Columbus selling their crappy life insurance policies. And I start getting emails from him and it, and it specifically, it started, I guess it was a little bit longer than six months ago now, because I, I was getting the emails like around the time that the, the pandemic shutdowns were happening, the stock market was plummeting, um, you know, very, very kind of generic sales emails, trying to scare people out of the stock market at that time, you know, the way most stand up organizations operate and trying to, to scare people when they're, they're most afraid um, into buying their products. So again, just really kind of a, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that there. But, you know, I, I, start, I start getting emails from this guy whose name I don't recognize, open them, find out they're from the Knights. They're sending these kind of gen, like kind of bad sales emails, in my opinion. And, and eventually, over time, I kept opening them because I was just interested in the, the garbage that they were putting out. But eventually, this is where I got to be careful. Um, I got an email from this guy advertising a seminar that they were doing with somebody who like a, the presenter, I, I'm actually not going to name the person that was kind of running this seminar. He is a kind of popular person in the financial services industry. Who's the type of person to engage in slap lawsuits, which are strategic lawsuits against public participation, um, basically you know, accusing people of slander when there, there's really no evidence of it anyway. 
I, I don't feel comfortable naming this person that was putting it on, but let, let's just say that an organization with the reputation of the Knights of Columbus associating with this guy who they were inviting in to give a presentation to sell their insurance policies is really bad. It would be almost as bad, not quite as bad, but almost as bad as me inviting you to a seminar on how to make money investing with guest speaker Bernie Madoff, right? Technically not quite that bad because the guy the Knights enlisted isn't illegally ripping people off. He's legally doing it um, by throwing pages of disclosures at people and I'm trying to scare them into buying these crappy policies. Maybe a better analogy, right, is if I was to offer a health and wellness seminar featuring one of those people from the 1930s advertisements that say if you drink their water, it will cure you of all your, your ailments. Um, snake oil, right? Just an absolute snake oil salesman. They, they invite in to, to give this seminar to people who are none the wiser about what they're up to and are ready to, 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 to listen. And so I clicked through some of those emails. I, I, I didn't like sign up or anything like that, but I, I opened them because I was interested and just quite frankly appalled um, and just disbelief that they would associate with this person which then led to an unprompted uh, phone call from, from the, the, the guy in the Knights of Columbus who was organizing this event with the this, with this speaker, you know, saying how he could tell how interested I was and right in the event that I really should come if I'm worried about risking my money in the big scary stock market and, and so on. Um, and now granted, I wasn't ready for this conversation. I didn't know it was coming, didn't sign up for it, didn't seek it out, anything like that. I was actually pretty mild in the, in the way I responded to him. But basically what I said on the spot was that you know, I, I was dismayed that an organization with the reputation of the Knights of Columbus would associate with somebody like that. And his response was pretty telling. And I, and I, I wish I had this, like, I wish I had like written down word for word what he said, but the way I remember it um, is he basically said, oh, I didn't realize you knew the speaker. You know, you have your right to your opinion, but but quite frankly, I think it's misguided, right? That this guy, they named him, um, you know, he's never been convicted of fraud. That was the first thing out of his mouth, right? This guy, this guy has not been convicted of fraud. Um, starting with the speaker in question is not a bad guy because he's never been convicted of fraud. Tells you everything you need to know about this guy, right? Um, so I thought about it quickly, and the, the quickest retort that I could come up with on the spot that I knew would get my message across to a practicing Catholic was to basically, I basically said that associating with the speaker reaffirms to me that the Knights of Columbus is kind of the epitome of a, of a wolf in sheep's clothing, um, which is a common expression these days, but is actually of biblical origin, a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm a practicing Catholic for the record, although it doesn't really matter for the purposes of this conversation and the work that I do, but it's something I knew would resonate with a practicing Catholic. At which point he got kind of offended by suggesting that the organization he worked for operated like a wolf in sheep's clothing, doing all this good work in public and then screwing people over behind the scenes, and said it would probably be best if I if I don't associate with the Knights of Columbus anymore. Probably be best if I don't associate with the Knights of Columbus anymore, to which I kindly pointed out that I wasn't associating with the Knights of Columbus and that he added me to his email list on well, you know, unprompted. To which he said that would be corrected, and that's the last time I've heard from anybody in the Knights of Columbus. Um, and that's the story. It's you know, not not super exciting, but it, it's important. I think it's important just to, to to recognize the incentives that people have in the financial services industry. Right? When I say that I work with newlywed couples, the vast majority of people in my own industry think that I'm a life insurance rep. Because when, when you sell financial products, which is what the vast majority of the big 
you know, in investment in financial services companies and financial advisor companies do, the only way you can make money is by selling things that pay really high commissions, um, which tend to be life insurance policies, right? It's the world that I operate in. And the, the reason why I started my own financial planning business, because I knew it could be done a, a better way, right? Where, where my incentives are, are much better aligned with the people that I'm working with. Um, you know, I, I charge a flat fee. It's very transparent. Most of my industry doesn't work that way. Knights of Columbus don't work that way either, right? But you know, most people still kind of operate in my industry in this sort of kind of back-end capacity. And sometimes, right, they're, they're the companies that you know you should be skeptical of, right? The company, the, the big financial services companies that have their names on sports stadiums and advertise on um, you know, sporting events. Like you, we know that those companies sometimes can't be trusted to do the right thing. And other times they operate as apparently as Catholic community service organizations that while they're kind of doing that good work in public and, and they do a lot of good work behind the scenes are, in my opinion, ripping people off. So that is the story of uh, the time I got blacklisted by the Knights of Columbus and why I am very proud of it. We'll be back to normal Money and Marriage podcast content tomorrow, but I just wanted to tell that story for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.